Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sobriety Elevated. You are here with your co-host, Kevin Thole and Jim Pakonin. And today we're going to talk about, guess what, Kevin? Guess what we're going to talk about? Maybe recovery? <laughs> maybe, re- not only maybe recovery, we're definitely going to talk about recovery. And we're going to talk about commitment to recovery. And I'm calling this episode Commitment to Recovery Number 7, because we talk a lot about commitment to recovery. And in this episode, we're going to look at seven different ways for you to empower this thing we call recovery. So to start us off on commitment to recovery, the first one we're going to look at is to create your recovery world. Now, Kevin, when I say create your recovery world, what do you hear over there? To me, it's just creating an environment and a lifestyle of recovery. It is like a whole new world. So I like how you put that. You know, we, uh, it makes me think of the song, A Whole New World. Don't yeah, sing it. Don't we, sing it. We okay. might have to cut that out. Um, but no, I'm, uh, leave, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> but you do. It, it's like a whole new world. So you have to create. We've talked about it so many times. And, and the one thing I will say is, 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 as you said earlier, we talk about this stuff a lot. But I don't think we can ever over talk about it or we're ever going to like beat the subject to death. Because for me, every single day, I'm doing a lot of the same things over and over again. And I'm learning the same things over and over again. And I think it's good to really drive some points home and to really talk about things a lot. Because I read a lot of recovery books and things. I've read, you know, the big book, uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous big book, like 30 times. I read it every day. And it seems like I always find something new. And so hopefully, even though we're sharing the same things here, that we've shared over and over, I think sometimes we hear things differently and sometimes we're just ready to hear them. So I'm excited for us to talk about these seven things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So like the first one is creating your recovery world. It is a creation. Sobriety is the thing you're either sober or you're not, but recovery is that which you create. And the second thing I want to talk about I don't know if y'all have heard of The Miracle Morning. If you haven't Googled The Miracle Morning, there's a dude by the name of Hal Enrod. He basically says, in the morning, you create who you are the minute you get up. And I'm going to add to that, that not only do you create who you are in the morning, but that during the day and at the evening, I want you to reflect on the positive things that are happening with you in your world. Because the more you create your day, the more empowered your day is. Yeah, I think in the morning, when you start your day out right, you can just focus on the 24 hours that are before you. You don't have to, or not even the 24 hours, however many hours you're awake, you know, whenever you wake up. 16 um, hours-ish. Yeah, depending on the day. Um, As I've been working here and working a lot of hours, sometimes it's even less. I'm sleeping less. I wake up and I always kind of reflect and focus on the the day ahead. And I don't try to get ahead of myself and plan my entire day, but I just try to uh, be intentional about what I'm going to do that day. 
and uh, really create, you know, that word create is, is something I think we could focus on because I try to create a good day because it's, mm-hmm. it's not just going to magically happen. We have to create good things and we have to really be intentional about having good things happen to us. And so I, I, I think that the key, the, one of the many keys to my success is creating a day that is going to be going to be beneficial to me, you know, and, and everything that I'm going to do. Absolutely. And one of the things that I do is I create an intention for the day. So when I first wake up, my intention may be peace. My intention may be confidence. My intention, the last two days, my intention has been action. I just really want to be in action today, these days. And it's funny because every now and then, I took a little nap today and then my neighbors came up and boy, they popped me right out of it. And then the minute they took off, I was back in action today. So not only creating your day in the morning, but then at night, reflect back, go over the good things that are happening, the blessings that are occurring in your life. If you're listening to this, you're blessed. By reflecting on it at night, you can focus on what you have to be grateful for because there's a lot in life and it is a process of retraining the brain out of focusing on what's wrong in the world and to actually focus on that which you are grateful for. I love that, Tim. Every night I always make sure that I focus on things that I'm thankful for and also anything that maybe I need to make right. So like if at the end of the day I look back and I maybe was rude to someone or upset someone and I owe an apology or something, or I need to talk to someone. I do like to reflect on my day. I got a good story. You talk about gratitude, and I I think for me, so I'm still out of town. I'm on day like 30, I think, um, of being out of town, working, you know, 16, 18-hour days. I have a rental car. Well, my first rental car, somebody rear-ended me, and so I had a a, a truck that I, I rented. They ran into the back of me. I had to go get a new truck took like four hours. I said it would take 15 minutes. So then I get this truck and four days ago, it started to overheat and stop working and the air conditioner stopped working. It beeps constantly. Like if you don't have your seatbelt on only this is because the engine it says is overheating, whether or not it is, I don't know. So I call my lovely friends at the uh, rental car place and they say, sir, don't worry. Someone will call you within an hour and we're going to fix this. This is unsafe. So I called every day and they said this every time and I I was really being intentional. I picked in the morning, I'm not going to be mean or anything to anybody. I'm going to be a a kind, loving, grateful person. So I I was very intentional. So I was nice and I was just like, I'm getting a little frustrated. And then I started to get very frustrated. But at night, I would always be thankful because the car didn't break down. It did shut down a few times. Uh, And then last night, the lovely uh, experience, I, I worked a really long day, stressful day yesterday, very stressful. And at 9.40 p.m., as I sat down to eat a little something, I got a text from the rental car place as if they just found out. And they were like, we're, we're apologize that there's something wrong with your car. We're going to do our best. Unfortunately, there's no cars. I've been driving with no air conditioning, which I, again, these are such problems that aren't real problems. It blows completely hot air. You know, I'm in the, in the swamp down in Louisiana, nice and humid. I just want to say, because last night I was so frustrated, like so frustrated. And so as I sat down at the end of the day and I reflected on my day, I was like, this sucks. This is awful. But then I realized, you know what? Okay, I have a car for one. I don't have to walk hour that I'm driving. For two, I'm safe. You know, I'm here. I'm surrounded by good people. A lot of good, good things are happening. And 
since I create a plan for the day, like we talked about, even though some bad things were happening and I created, but I created my day properly at the end of the day, I was able to still look back and be grateful and realize that life's pretty good. And I think that for me, it's creating your day. Like you said, it's, 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 you have to create it. You have to be intentional. And I know I've repeated that like three or four times, but I think it's true and so important because people, I think, sit back and just wait for something to happen. You said how you're trying to be of action. And I think the only way for us to live is being intentional and full of action and especially to our recovery. That's right. So the next one is to be committed to the process. One of the things about recovery is it is a process that goes on your entire life. And the question, if you're listening, what is your commitment to the process of recovery? And I think we, we have an episode or two where we talk directly about that process. So when I say commitment to the process, Kevin, what do you hear? The word commitment, I think, is extremely important to where if I really want something, you know, I'm, I'm committed to it. And so, so with my recovery, you know, it takes a lot of commitment and it takes it takes, again, the, the word intentional and it takes action. And, I, you know, I've wanted to, um, you know, you're, one of your least favorite things that I say, you know, if, let's say I'm trying to be healthy, trying to lose weight, maybe. I mean, basically, when I say I'm trying oh. to, yeah, you hate it. Because whenever you say you're trying to, you're really not going to do it. Like You're committed. You're, com- you're, you're literally committed to action with the outcome of failure. That is what the word try means. Yeah. And, and like, for instance, another funny story. So I, one of a guy that works with me and uh, he wanted me to go to this dinner last night. I go, you know what? I'll try. And he, he looked at me and he started smiling. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure you'll try real hard. And I said, you know what? No matter how hard I try, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a next level of commitment. So like for me, I'm really wishy-washy on, on committing to things with people because I want to have like a little uh, option to escape sometimes mm-hmm. to where when it comes to my recovery, I'm committed. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell somebody I'm going to be somewhere at a certain time or things like that, I'm committed. So it's like it's so much deeper than just I'm going to try or I'm going to give it my best shot. It's a commitment that goes deeper than just effort. Yes, exactly. Now, the next one is this is going to be kind of a new topic. But the next one is that know that recovery is an emotional roller coaster. And I'm going to actually say like life recovery is an emotional roller coaster just like your life. Some days you are on top of the world. Other days it's like you're going to slam into the ground at 100 miles an hour. Anybody who is listening to this, anybody who's listening to this that uh, hearing the word roller coaster um, would laugh because that pretty much describes me. Um, I'm, a, I'm a guy that's, that's, I mean, not that I'm like a really up, really down type guy. But I, I do go through a bunch of different emotions and feelings pretty quickly, typically. And uh, I can change my mind in a second. Actually, we'll, we're going to talk to Kelly here soon, who works, works with me. And we've spent a lot of time together because we're working on these projects together. And uh, she actually told me, she's like, sometimes you can change your mind so fast and uh, go from you know one, one attitude to the next. And I think that that, like you said, is life. But in, in recovery specifically for me, there are times when I'm like go, really excited, really pumped up about it. And then there's sometimes when I'm not so much. But that's where I think we revert back to the last one, and that's commitment. Yeah. And, and what you said, action. So it's like one of the funniest things I ever heard was a, a guy was telling me, 
he told his sponsor, again, you guys know that I'm an AA guy, so I'm not saying it's the only way, but uh, I, I tell a lot of stories based on it. He said, you know what, sponsor, I don't want to work the steps. And the sponsor said, that's fine. You just have to do it. Meaning you don't have to want to do it. You just have to do it. Right. And, um, <laughs> and so I think that, that um, you know, I'm not really sure how we ended up there, but, you know, it is. It's a roller coaster where sometimes yeah. we have to do things we don't want to do. It truly is. So now the next one is also an interesting one because I want you to look, and if you're listening to this, look at your attachment to the results. The thing here is, are you committed or are you attached to your recovery? And the best example that I can give is breakfast because the pig is attached and the chicken is committed. Because here's the thing, if you add another egg, chicken's going to be like, plop, plop. okay, there's another egg or two. But if you want bacon, the pig is going to look at you and go, do you really want bacon? Are you sure you want bacon? Because there's an attachment. I have to give something up. Are you committed to your recovery or are you attached to your recovery? Because if you're attached to your recovery, there's a good chance you're going to fail. Focusing on, you know, looking at the, like you said, the attachment to results and things like that. We have to focus on the actions, not on the results. And that's the, I, next, that's the next one is to be in action. Oh, Just wow. be in action. So yeah. we're, we're going to wrap this. We're going to wrap this one with the next one because number six is just to be in action. I always tell people, you know, in, in my business, I have employees and I always tell them, you know, don't focus on the results, focus on the actions and the results will come. And so there is something just crazy about in recovery. If you do the right things over and over again, at the beginning, sometimes you don't realize anything good is happening. And then you keep doing the right action and you're being of action. Like you said, all of a sudden the results start to come. And I, I always say, and I've said in my, in my life so many times when I speak in front of my employees and other people, I say action equals results. Without action, nothing's going to happen. There's the old Bible verse that says, faith, with, faith without works is dead. That can be interpreted to say, really, it's faith without action is dead. So if you're not actually doing something, then it's, it's pretty much pointless. Your feelings are pointless if you're not actually going to do something about it. And the faith is your commitment to staying sober. It is your commitment to creating this recovery world that empowers you and empowers the people around you. One final thing I want to say about being in action is if you get in this funky space where you don't feel like being in action, my request is that you act your way into shifting your feelings. Because when we are in action, that will be the biggest thing that will shift your feelings. It's think about going to the gym. A lot of people, like, they don't want to go to the gym, but they put their stuff on. I used to do bar, uh, a bar class, like, five times a week. And I didn't want to go when that alarm went off. But the thing is, is the moment that class started, when that class got out, I was so pumped and I was so happy to have gone. So one of the things I want you to act your way into shifting your feelings, especially if you're new in recovery and you are in this difficult phase of it. Now, the last one, number seven, is a simple one. It's love your life. And a coaching moment here, literally, you have to like your life, accept your life. And if you like and accept your life, 
through action and commitment, you will learn to love your life. I think whenever I, if I would have heard this early on in recovery or early on in sobriety, because I wasn't really in recovery at the very beginning, I was just sober and dry. I would have been like, love your life. Are you kidding me, Jim? Do you know what, like my life sucks. And I, I think, you know, you always say it this way um, when we've worked together coaching and, and how that's really changed my life and changed my perspective on things is it, it doesn't start with love. It's like, accept, and then love. And so I had to start to really like myself and like my situation and then accept my situation and then realize that my situation, when I said it sucked, it really didn't suck that bad. And I put all those principles that you helped me with, with which is basically everything we've talked about. Now I'm putting it all together, um, <laughs> you know, is, is of being of action, of creating the day and being intentional in, in how we act. And, and I can say now that even though there's problems in my life that I, I love and accept my life exactly where I'm at. And I had an interesting experience today. You know, I'm in a disaster zone and, and most of the, the places, um, I haven't been able to really go to many recovery meetings or really do much of anything except for work. And today I was able to make it to a, to a church and, you know, churches for some people, some people I know don't like to go to church. And, um, I, I just, uh, I sat there quietly and I just kind of listened and I really wasn't even listening to the words to be honest, but I just kind of reflected where I was in my life. And even though there's all this stress, even though there's all this stuff, I sat there and I just smiled and I thought, man, I love my life. I really do. And it's like, I think sometimes like I almost get goosebumps just telling that because it was like such a, I'll call it almost a spiritual moment where I just sat there. And in that moment, I just knew I was exactly where I needed to be. Not because I was in a church. I, I do love going to church and I think church is a really important part to my recovery, but it wasn't physically being in the church. It was just being in that present moment in my life and looking at my life and just loving where I'm at and accepting where I'm at and being like, and you know what? I really like where I'm at too. You know, things are going really good right now. It was a process to get to here. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of rambling, but really I do love my life. And there's days when I don't want to like that. Whenever this, my car was doing all those things, I was very frustrated, but I made a conscious choice to say, you know what? I love my life. Even with all the frustrations and the problems. I love it. And that's something that I think why it's important, you know, that you work a recovery program, that you get a coach, that you get, you know, you have mentors, you have people around you that will help you and, and, uh, and get you to, to that point. Absolutely. Those are the seven things. The first one, create your recovery world. The second one was to create your day. You get to say how your day goes, no matter what happens. The third one committed to the process literally being committed to the process of recovery. Number four, understand that recovery is an emotional roller coaster. And number five, create commitment over attachment. Number six is my favorite. It's just being in action. And the last one, learn to love your life. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. If you like us, give us a rating. There's the Funkadelic way that the podcasts do it. And the more likes, the more this is available to people. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Create an incredible day. We'll talk to you guys soon.